Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show. With Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Talk Radio with Christina and Robert. It's 11 a.m. on Sunday, September 20th, and you are listening to our Sunday Punch Show. And as always, I'm joined here at the helm by my brother in the martial arts and co-host, Sifu Robert Deal. Bob, how you doing today, man? Good. Very. I'm, I'm actually doing very well. Uh, busy, 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 as always. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have something to share with you. I posted, and this is so much my wife. Uh, okay. I, I, I posted something yesterday. And this is it so says, much your hope that she's not listening. <laughs> oh, she, she's at church right now, so it may be a good thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, a so what's up? Slightly, uh, a slightly drunk woman is watching TV, and, and she, you, you, you're thinking, you're reading this, you're thinking, oh, she's watching a scary movie. She's yelling at uh-huh. the TV. Of course. And she's slightly surprised, <laughs> of course, and it says, don't go in there. And how many times have you stood in front of the TV at a scary movie or something and said, don't do that, stupid? Yeah, and so, they do it, of course. <laughs> and they do it anyway. You know, you're yelling, yeah. it doesn't help. Right? So <laughs> this woman's yelling at the TV and says, don't go in there. Don't go to that church, you stupid bitch. The husband looks at and says, what are you watching? And she responds, she says, our wedding video. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Golf clap. All clap. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So what? What else was making you busy? I know you went through like to like a bajillion movie premieres or something like that over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I went to see the martial arts kid for the this, time. <laughs> this my fourth time seeing it. <laughs> I saw it at the Downtown Independent on Friday night, and I saw it at the uh, Crest on Saturday. The Crest was cool. Oh, my God, the architecture in this place was like a theater that was built in the 1920s. Oh, how cool is that? Unbelievable. The the turnout Friday sucked. Uh, I felt so bad, but it was a Friday night in L.A. at 7.30. I had to leave work at 4.15 to make it there on time. Oh, man. 
<laughs> we were just friends, and oh, of course man. I picked my wife up, and we we went down. And it was great seeing the people again. I saw TJ yesterday, uh, Don both days, James both days, and and uh, met a couple great people. Uh, the director we hung out with. It was it was a great weekend, uh, and I've got of course something at the Arts Arts History Museum today. One of the guys I met his name's uh, Maurice. Uh, I can't remember his last name. They're honoring him today. He was a uh, I guess a glass breaker. I thought uh, the picture that they showed. I thought it was ice, but it was glass. He said. Uh, oh wow! He glass. For his, for his, yeah, glass instead of ice, and he was famous for oh, his wow. for his double kick, for his jumping double kick. He was famous oh, for that. Wow! So he's been around a while. He's been around a long time. Wow! Very, um, very cool guy. And you know what's funny? Is it? Is it? Is it, Maurice, is it? Is it Maurice Elmalim? Yes. Okay, cool. Because I've read something here about uh, he's known for like uh, here. Let me pull this up. This uh, information about Master Maurice Elmalim comes from uh, USADojo.com. He's known for he holds five world records in breaking, splitting in half four one-inch boards with a speed handbrake, shattering ninety sheets of glass with an elbow strike. Ninety sheets. Ninety. Ninety. Oh my god. Ninety. So it, I, I can only imagine how thick that is. Um, he's also known for striking, I think this is for the uh, world records, right? 50 sheets of glass with a knife hand, breaking five one-inch boards with a flying sidekick over six chairs. Most boards broken simultaneously while in midair with both feet, double flying sidekick, breaking five boards with each leg while in midair. Um, wow. Yeah. And his records were documented in the Guinness Book of World Records and, been, and have been broadcast live. Uh, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, the Guinness Book of World Records awarded him the title of a Renaissance man, quote unquote. And he was also nicknamed the Houdini of Martial Arts in September 2000. After his performance in the Oriental World of Self-Defense at Madison Square Garden, movie star Chuck Norris presented him with a world champion belt, which was engraved World Extreme Daredevil Champion and said to him, you are a great champion. So, very cool. So, wow. yay, for, yay for his day at the Martial Arts History Museum. He is a Taekwondo practitioner and owner of Maurice Pro Martial Arts. Right on. Very cool. And he has, uh, has Budo Magazine. Oh, okay. Okay. Right on. Very he handed cool. me his card right away. You know, and it was funny. I was talking to TJ. You know what a great guy TJ Storm is. He's Godzilla. So awesome. He is awesome. He was, you know, he was the the live action uh, guy for the Godzilla movie. He did the, mm-hmm. the roars and and did the I forget what they used. They only use a green screen. They use something else. But he was the guy wearing the blue suit, making all the moves of Godzilla. Right. I, and, and he's like six three. And I go, man, I really have to wear something taller to get up to your height. And he says, dude, when you walk into a room, I have to elevate my level. Aww. <laughs> I was like, wow. Aww. That guy is just awesome. Still trying to find out his age. Nobody will tell me, including his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's an unwritten rule. That, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, I think it's an unwritten rule that nobody knows his age. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I grabbed, I don't think he saw me at Dragon Fest. I gr- he brought a girl with him. It wasn't his girlfriend. It was one of his students. I grabbed her. 
I'm literally, and she's freaking out. I go, how old is he? And she says, I don't know. I think he's around 30. I'm like, oh, man, you're lying. We 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 did not, him and I did not meet when he was seven. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I think it's an unwritten rule. And, I, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's like that for many, for many actors, you know, and their age doesn't really come out unless they're seriously ill or, or unfortunately dead, you know, because it's like, like Jackie Collins, for example, Jackie Collins, you know, the author. I mean, she's yeah. always looked like she's at least been 40 for, like, the last 30, 40 years, right? 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I found out today that she passed on, and she was, like, 70-something. And I was like, what? You know? Wow. <laughs> so it's kind of like, but nobody really knew how old she was. But anyhow. Very cool. <laughs> so, wow, right on. So busy, busy uh, with all those uh, movie premieres and Events at the Martial Arts History Museum. Oh my goodness! I got the best pictures with with Don Wilson and uh, and uh, uh, T.J. Storm yesterday. Best pictures yeah. we ever had together. And uh, good. Uh, James Wilson looks at my wife last yesterday and says, "You're here again." I said, "Yeah, I sort of drug her with me." <laughs> and he looks and says, "I'm sorry," because I looked at Don's <laughs> daughter last night and said. How many of these have you been to? And she says, I lost count. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, so let's see. What, what else is going on at the Martial Arts History Museum? I have a list of all of the stuff that's going on at the Martial Arts History Museum, if you want me to read it. Uh, if you would, please. Yes. Uh, well, um, as Sifu Bob uh, mentioned, today is Maurice Elmalem Day um, at the museum. Um, now, the Martial Arts History Museum, yeah, I forgot the address. I know it's on Magnolia Boulevard. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's uh, 2319 West Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, California, 91506. So if anyone's ever in the L.A. or Burbank area, please, please, please visit the Martial Arts History Museum and visit the Martial Arts History Museum. If you're in, if you're in that area a lot, it probably would be a good idea that I suggest that you get a uh, membership. And it's only, how much is it a year, Bob? It's for 50 bucks, and 50 mine bucks. has paid for itself twice over right now. Yes, I'm serious. You know, and if I had, if I, you know, lived anywhere close, I know I'd be there a lot. Now, I'll, there's a lot of events going on at the museum and uh, a lot of great uh, displays that change out periodically and stuff like that. So, you know, go take a visit, you guys, if you're ever down there sightseeing. Go check it out and tell them Rusty and Bob sent you. Okay, now, October 3rd um, at 4 p.m. at the museum, it's Hegan Machado Day, and uh, they're going to have a gathering to celebrate the life of one of the greatest figures in Brazilian jiu-jitsu history, Sensei Hegan Machado. He's an eighth-degree Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, earned his rank under Carlos Gracie Jr., and he's one of the five brothers of the Machado family and began training with his cousins, the Gracies, who who began training with his cousins, the Gracies. And the dress is casual, and it only costs 10 bucks. Now, on October 10th, <clears throat> the mu museum unveiling party and debut of Eric Lee's new film, um, the president of the museum, Michael Matsuda says, join us as we have a fun party to unveil some of our new items at the museum. Speaking about new stuff, uh, Paul Wee and Bill Weber prepare to unveil 
the new animatronic creation, the ins- installation of the flying gu- guillotine. Gosh, what what movie was that from? Um, Big I Trouble in Little China. Remember. Is it Big Trouble in Little China? That that thing that that comes over I, your head and well, you pull on it and it takes your head off. I think it was Big Trouble I, in Little China. No, I don't think so. I think it was something else. It's already on display, but they're going to do an official unveiling. Oh, on okay, cool, awesome. And uh, in addition of uh, in addition to that, you can uh, <clears throat> oh the addition of the new photo opportunity wall and a few more items that uh, museum goers will enjoy. Plus, 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 they'll have a special showing of Eric Lee's new historical biography film. There's going to be tons of fun, a little food, all sponsored by the amazing Eric Lee. This is an open house free event, free you guys, free. Go show up. Okay. And on the 17th, and I really, you know, I really hope that I hoped that I would win the lottery because I really want to come down for this one. It's John Krang Day. Our good friend John Krang. Um, they're going to celebrate the life of one of the most celebrated authors, choreographer, choreographers and producers in the business, John Krang. So, yeah, John will enjoy some of his peers and students at this great event. Cost is only $10 and dress is casual. October 24th, special guest speaker, David Hall. He'll be lecturing on the samurai. Now, Mr. Hall is one of the most respected authors in the industry. He's the author of various books, including the Encyclopedia of Japanese Martial Arts. He's a Ph.D. professor and ordained Buddhist priest. Mr. Hall provides a wonderful seminar on the Japanese samurai history and martial arts. This will be an exciting event. So, you know, go check it out. Cost is only $10. So, and just a reminder from Michael Matsuda and the rest of us who are fans of the Martial Arts History Museum, don't forget to get your copy of their best-selling book, The Museum's Hall of Fame. This is a 300-page book and is the first volume in the collector's items. It covers the first four years of the museum and dedicates six pages to each inductee. It's not their biography, but how they made history and changed the world. You can buy it on Amazon, by the way. And I'll be posting the link to yeah. uh, to the book on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. All right. So that's that's it for the shout out for the Martial Arts History Museum. Yay! Lots of great events coming yeah. up uh, coming up in October. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Very oh, by the way, today is a free event as well. Oh, good. Okay. Right on. Very nice. Cool. 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 Awesome. Well, now that we got that out of the way, why don't we get on with the birthdays? Who do you have for some birthdays this week, Bob? This week we have uh, Shuni B. His birthday is on the 22nd. CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, Daniel Hex, is on the 23rd. A good friend of mine, uh, I actually helped him get his Eagle Scout a few years ago, Brandon Correa. His birthday is on the 24th. A good friend of ours, uh, Crystal Reed, that used to be Crystal Carter, Grandmaster Grand mm-hmm. uh, Carter's daughter. She's turning uh, 20 on the 24th. Uh, a person who used to have actually a show on our network, Carrie uh, Shivery, his birthday is mm-hmm. also on the 24th. The star of the martial arts kid and brother to Hayden Panettiere, Jansen Panettiere, his birthday is on the 25th. And my old golf instructor, Zachary Allen, his birthday is on the 26th this month. Oh, very cool. 
Awesome. And I've got just a few birthdays <clears throat> on um on Wednesday the twenty third. You'd already mentioned uh Hanshi Danheck. I want to send a shout out to my friends Butch Pittman and Jason Harris, um, a Tai Chi student of mine, Nancy Folsom, and uh fellow Tai Chi practitioner Brian Knack. And uh believe it or not, oh wait, did you said Harry Shirey, right? Yes. Yes, okay. And uh, another shout out to um, a couple of former students of mine on that same day as Harry Shivery's Thursday, September 24th. Um, we've got Johnny Marie Gilman and Zach Burden, a couple of prior students of mine. And let's see, who else do I have here? I've got, oh, I don't, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> All right. So for everybody having a birthday the week of September 20th through the 26th, even though we haven't mentioned your name, here's a tune for you. I want to want to wish you a happy birthday. I want to want to help you celebrate. I want to want to wish you lots of presents. I want to want to help you eat your cake. Party, party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate Alright, happy birthday everybody Right on. So other than the stuff that we discussed just a few minutes ago, uh, do you have any other cool announcements there, Sifu Bob? Oh, I have none. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> none. All right. None. All right. Well, I guess in that case, let's uh, go on to the health news. All right. So everybody, everybody is exercising and you know, trying to get healthy. At least most of us are. At least I hope most of us are uh, exercising and stuff like that. But did you know, Sifu Bob and listeners, that uh, using endurance training or strength and resistance training not only prepares you for different types of sports, but it also changes the way the brain and muscles communicate with each other. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, working out just strengthens your muscles, right? But there's actually there's actually a brain and body connection. And in martial arts, we've known that since time immemorial. But just to make sure that non-martial art artists who are athletes know, there's a, there was a recent study that was done at the University of Kansas, and it shows that the communication between the brain and uh, the quadriceps of mus- uh, quadriceps of people who take part in endurance training, such as oh, I don't know, running marathons and long distances and stuff like that, is completely different than those who regularly took part in resistance training only, and those who were sedentary. Now, the findings may offer clues to the type of physical activity humans are most naturally suited to. Trent Herda, assistant professor of health and exercise sciences, and Michael Trevino, a doctoral student, conducted studies in which they measured measured muscle responses of five people 
who regularly ran long distances, five who regularly lift weights, and five sedentary people who regularly do neither. <laughs> Nothing, basically. <laughs> the studies have been published in the Journal of Sports Sciences and Muscle and Nerve. You know, kind of off topic here, but there are a lot of uh, medical journals out there or fitness journals or psychological journals and stuff like that. And, you know, some of these journals I didn't even know existed. Like this one, the Journal of Sports Sciences and Muscle and Nerve. <laughs> I had no idea. Anyhow, <laughs> among the findings, Mr. Herda and Trevino showed that the quadriceps muscle fibers of the endurance trainers were able to fire more rapidly. Well, you know, that's a given. A lot of a lot of people think, well, yeah, you use them enough, then, you know, your your muscle fibers or fast twitch muscle fibers or what have you will uh, work a little better. Um, however, it showed that the communication between the brains and these people's muscles was different than the resistant trainers only and the sedentary individuals. This information also suggested that resistance trainers and those who are sedentary we're more likely to fatigue sooner, among other things. Now, survey participants <clears throat> were 15 healthy volunteers. The endurance trainers had consistently taken part in a structured running program for at least three years prior to the study and ran an average of 61 miles a week and did not take part in resistance training. The resistance trainers had consistently taken part in a weight training program for at least four years prior to the study. They took part in resistance training four to eight hours per week and reported doing at least one rep of back squat of twice their body mass. One reported doing a squat of 1.5 times his or her body weight, but none engaged in aerobic activities such as swimming, joggling, or spinning, well, cycling. The mm -hmm. sedentary participants did not take part in any structured physical exercise for three years prior to the study. <laughs> Wow. Participants were uh, mechanomo. I can't even say this word. <laughs> <laughs> I said it in my head. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Mechanomyographic. Gosh, there we go. An electromyographic electrode sensor. So they wore these sensors on their quadriceps and extended their leg while seated. The researchers me measured submaximal contraction and total force by having participants extend their leg, then exert more force attempting to achieve 40 to 70% of total force, which they could see represented in real time on a computer screen. Well, while it's not immediately clear why the communication between the brain and muscle was different as a result of different types of exercise, as evidenced by the difference in rates of muscle fibers firing, Herda said it offers a new means of research into neuromechanical differences in muscle function, muscle performance, muscle stiffness, and other areas. It also provides several clues into the type of, of exercise humans are more naturally built for. While not claiming that one type of exercise or sport is superior than the other, Mr. Hurd has said that the findings suggest that the human body's neuromuscular system may be more naturally inclined to adapt to aerobic exercise than resistance training for strength, as the communication between the brain and muscles were similar between resistance training and sedentary individuals. So pretty interesting. I guess our uh, our prehistoric uh, ancestors, you know, having to run from the wild animals, I guess that was a good skill to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then, absolutely. I you know, know, right? Be, be, before we go on with weird news and, and, and 
and uh, entertainment news. I have something to share with you that we've discussed many times in the past. You've got the pet peeve against people texting and walking across the street. <laughs> right? Right. Honestly, right. God, and I don't blame you because it slows them down. You're waiting mm-hmm. to do something, and they're walking in front of you. And yeah. it slows them down. They can't move fast. Yeah. This yeah. I saw something the other day that would have you driven you right out of your mind. Whoa, this woman, I, ju- I just dropped my daughter off at choir rehearsal. I'm turning the corner. This lady is jaywalking across the street, pushing somebody in a wheelchair. Her head is cocked to the left and her shoulders up, holding her phone in her ear. Are you serious? Okay, so she's oh, pushing... My- She's pushing someone in a wheelchair, jaywalking, and on the phone. That should right. be that should be like driving while intoxicated. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, you are putting that person in the wheelchair. You're putting their in life in danger, and you're walking slow. And it's like, ah, I would drive me insane. I would have stuck my head out the window. You know, well, no, actually, I would. I would have said, Bob, stop the car, and I would have pushed that person in a wheelchair across the street myself. <laughs> and it was an elderly person. See, you know, it's just that's not cool, folks. No, it wasn't. Cool. It that's it drove cool. me nuts. Oh, and so I heard the story, and I'm I'm not going to use the language that was used because it's very inappropriate. Uh, a guy okay. pulls into a hand, uh, a guy pulls into a handicapped spot, gets out. A uh, police officer says, "What's your disability?" And he says, "Tourette's." So go screw yourself. <laughs> I'll give it a rip <laughs> Because we could imagine what what was what was really said. Of... Right, right. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> you know how you know how I keep telling you that that at my age, my filters are gone. They're off completely. A friend of mine says, "Well, you can say either your filters are off, or you can blame it on Tourette." I like that one. <laughs> Yeah. So let's move <laughs> on because we've got guests calling in. This yes. is my weird news from Utah this weird week. Weird news. Okay. A Utah woman who survived two days trapped in a mangled car is expected to make a full recovery after a couple who stopped at a scenic overlook heard her cries for help. Spencer wow. Dryden and Cleo Jackson were driving through a uh, American or American Fork Canyon, southwest of Salt Lake City, Thursday, when they stopped to take photos. They heard a woman's voice calling out. Uh, lost my spot. My, have you ever gone through the screen all of a sudden start scrolling on you for no apparent reason? Yes. I did yes. that. And uh, you're like, what? Yes. And it says she was calling out. KHQA reported, do you really need help? Dryden yelled into the woods below. Yes, I need emergency help. A woman said, call 911 right now. Dryden, 20, traversed down a steep mountainside until they found, until he found the injured woman who had been trapped in her crushed car for two days. He oh told the Associated Press. Meanwhile, his girlfriend drove down the mountain to get cell, to get cell phone reception and call for help. Deputy wow. Jay Felipe, Utah County Sheriff's Office, via the Associated Press. 
this Thursday, September 10th, 2015. Uh, I'm going to skip paragraph because then it says pictures provided by. Authorities later learned that Heather Blackwell, 25, from Highland, plunged several hundred feet when her car veered off the steep winding mountain road. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This woman is lucky to be alive from the crowd right? in the first place. Sergeant Spencer Cannon of the Utah County Sheriff's Department told the Daily Herald. Wow. 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 Well, thank goodness she's okay. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Wow, that's not that's not weird news. That's more like lucky news. You know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right? All right. Very cool. I'm glad she's doing okay. All right, let's move on to entertainment news. Entertainment. This is a book I would love to have. Do you remember the Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss? Yes. I do. And the one that came out about it was Charlie Sheen. He spent like $50,000 on prostitutes through Heidi. That mm-hmm. was his big claim back then. Well, this article says, move over, Ashley Madison. The infamous, mis- mysterious Heidi Fleiss's black book is about to go on sale on eBay. This book, let me read, because it contains everything you need. The book was the talk of the town in in 93 when the Hollywood madam was at the top of her game. Feist threat to make her Blackfoot book public sent shockwaves through Hollywood at the time. The only name that public identified was Charlie Sheen, who acknowledged he was a customer. Mm-hmm. Fleiss was the daughter of a well-respected L.A. pediatrician, and she used the family connections to amass a, a list, an A-list clientele. That's what she hmm. told Larry King. These are okay. the richest people on earth that I'm dealing with. They'll pay $3 million on a hand of blackjack and have five hands going at the same time. As, as the wow. book, it's... 28 pages encased in a red Gucci planner. The people selling the book on eBay say the names include actors, musicians, sports figures, agencies execs, and politicians. Hmm. They were told that the book has a price tag of minimum bid of $100,000. Are you serious? Yep. What? Oh my God! Oh you, oh, you can bet somebody that's in that book is probably going to buy it and then burn it, right? Oh my gosh! <laughs> is that is that that could be considered blackmail in in some way, shape, or form? You know what I mean? Hey, your name's in here. You know. <laughs> You know, I, I think it? it was. I think it was only if it was directed at one of those people that it could be blackmail. Right. If 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 she said, "Well, if you don't give me a hundred grand, I'm going to sell it on eBay." Okay, then it's yeah. blackmail. But she's just well, going to go sell it now. If they have a chance and they buy it, that's up to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the Gucci planner itself, you know, 
discounts from like most of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what that's I mean? probably ten grand by itself. Right? Oh my gosh. So yeah, that that's that's pretty wild. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> that's that's interesting. All right. You know, while you were reading that, I just opened my mail and uh I got a I got something from AARP, the membership center. That's going in the recycling. Anyway, <laughs> What, what, you don't want to think you're mortal? I, I don't want to think I'm mortal until I am of retirement age. <laughs> Anyhow, let's do this, everyone. Let's go ahead and uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we uh, hope to have a uh, producer and uh, stunt person and uh, film choreographer and actor, Mr. Art Camacho, calling in to join us. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is C.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com. 
dynamicdojo.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All righty, welcome back, everyone. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And feel free to give us a call if you would like to speak with our guest, Mr. Art Camacho. Now, uh, Mr. Camacho had, we had Mr. Camacho on the line <laughs> for a minute, and now he's gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, oh there there he is. So, um, Bob, would you do the honors of introducing our very special guest today? I would. Please allow me the, the great pleasure of uh, recognizing my dear friend Art Camacho as one of the leading experts in fight choreography, directing, writing, producing. Please help me welcome to the show. Mr. Art Camacho. Art, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Art. That was, that was money well spent for that intro that I paid you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Money well, well spent. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Right. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us, Art. What a pleasure. No, it's fun. You guys you guys are incredible people. And, uh, and I also, um, I'm having Stephanie... Uh, Gerard, one of our stars, calling in, so we can uh, oh. go over some cool stuff from the movie. Oh, so, very cool! So definitely, we want to talk about that. Yeah, we should do that. In fact, I think let's let's take this area code three one zero number and see if that's Stephanie. Area area code three one zero. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Is this Stephanie? Yes. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Stephanie. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Really good. Thanks for joining us. Wow, right on. We've got two great people on the line with us. Right on. So everybody listening, if you want to call, if you want to call in and and speak with these two wonderful people, give us a call 347-677-0699. Wow. So, you know, normally art we we normally start out each um each show with asking most yeah. of our guests about their about their martial arts uh, background. However, you know, I kind of want to go right into your project because me and Bob have been so excited about, you know, seeing the 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 progress of your latest film and stuff like that. So I was wondering if you could tell our listeners about uh, your latest film. Yeah, well, well uh, for starters, um, you know, uh, Stephanie is, is, is obviously one of the stars. She did an incredible mm-hmm. job both acting fighting, singing. She did it, she did it all. <laughs> and, uh, and we were just, we were just very, very blessed to, to have her on board. And this is a, uh, it's a very, very uh, personal project for me because it, uh, it was made with just a bunch of uh, friends of mine and some really good people. And we are so, so blessed because anybody who knows what goes into making movies understands mm-hmm. that, that, uh, Months and months and, and hours and hours goes into a lot to get that ninety minutes that you're sitting and watching, mm-hmm. and and there was this was the most challenging movie I've done in my twenty five year career, and it's a wonderful wonderful movie and uh, it has so much subtext because let's say for instance your typical movie has 
okay, this is our good guys, our bad guys, our lead interest. And you can almost predict in the first 15 minutes where it's going to go. The really good ones don't let you predict where they're going so easily. And, right. um, and one, of the catal- one of the catalysts in the movie was actually the character played by Stephanie. And that, that character was so important and so pivotal because if that character didn't work, the whole movie would have flopped. And uh, I think, <laughs> I, I, think wow. I, but I, I think, but I know it worked. So um, actually, I want Stephanie to share some of her, her uh, thoughts about the role, about the movie. So tell us something about yes, the movie. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you so much for for um, having me in in the show. I'm so excited. And um, yeah, I mean, first of uh, working with Ard was one of the most amazing experiences ever. Um, when he casted me, I I remember he was like, "Well, I mean, there's not going to be any stunt doubles or anything like that on the movie's action." And I was like, mm. "I know, like." He's like the master of action, and I was so um, nervous. And he was like, "But you know what? You are a dancer. You, you, you know, you, you. I can teach you, and we'll train. And um, I'm, you're gonna be sore, and you're gonna be, uh, <laughs> you're, gonna be <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna do it, and and you're gonna be so proud of your work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna make you look good. And and um, and he definitely did. He he gave me, um, you know that that comfort in that direction and um it was just extremely um definitely something that I hadn't done before in my whole mm-hmm. uh, acting career so uh, you know having art there guiding me was uh, was such a blessing the the character Gabriella was um she's a college student you know and and um mm-hmm. and I I don't know I can't say that much about the movie because I'm going to give it away yeah. but, uh, yeah, don't. don't give it away. Give it away. Go see the go see the theaters. Yeah, go, go see it on Friday. Uh, We're gonna have our our premiere, and uh, and uh, but we'll give those uh, details later. But yeah, it was um, it was great. I mean, it, not only with the act with the with the action, but also uh, the movie has a story, and and each one of us had to work. You know. Um, in our characters and and make it look amazing, you know, and and uh, and of course with the amazing director uh, um, Art was just so much easier to make it happen because he was our our eyes and our and our um, guide. So you know, just working with such amazing talents as um, as Nina Bergman, she she and I had a scene for twelve hours that Art directed. 12 continuous hours shooting uh, a fight scene. Um, And we were all, like, just so tired, but you couldn't tell that we were tired. We were super hyper and and, and happy to be there, just enjoying the the moment. And there's obviously always times that, you know, things happen on set and and people that really don't want to be there, but overall the, the... cast and the crew we were like very united and and i think the the result is is going to be shown on screen but i feel so happy i mean it's definitely it was a definitely a challenging role and um also i have it's the first time i've done um a naked scene so i i haven't known <laughs> <in the movie. laughs> yes Rosita, Rosita, yeah. it's an art to watch uh-huh. film so we have to have that yeah. 
it was so hard. And then in the morning, <laughs> we were still training before the, the call time. So he, I felt like his puppet because he was like, okay, so Stephanie, come here, do this. And he's, I mean, he's amazing, but he's also like very, um, he's so dedicated to his work. So he's not, you know, yes. he's not messing around. He's, that's his work and it's our work. So he has to be the best and he is. So he was like, do this. Okay. Now he brought some amazing martial artists, you know, to, to do the, the other roles and, and the stunts with me. And they were like, okay, so now you kick in here. You do this. Now, remember this? Do that. And I was like, oh, my God. And we, we had so many amazing fights that came out of nowhere, like just from being there a little bit early, you know, before the, the sun <laughs> came down. <laughs> All right. And, and, and I didn't want to mention this, but I got another bone to pick with Bob. <laughs> we needed a stuntman to go outside the window. I mean, and, and Robert, and everybody knows he's the best stuntman in, in Hollywood. Again, I called him up. No, I couldn't afford him. <laughs> oh, so this is yeah. I guess that's the reason why I wish I don't live in L.A. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Bob, what, you should have taken it, man. You, what's with this? You can't afford this mess. Come on, Bob. Just give him lunch. He'll be okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered, because you're, you're, you're always moving a thousand miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want, I want to tell you to try decaf every now and then. How do you keep everything <laughs> organized to the point of because you're moving so fast and, and you're doing and everything's falling in place? How do you do it? How, I, seriously, you know, honestly, and, and this is a true story is that um, at, at one time early in my career, I mean, I for whatever reason, I, I just I, I am like a, a pit bull. I, I I get onto something and I don't let go. And, and people actually thought that I was on, you know, taking some stuff. I've never, I've never taken drugs, you know. Uh, and, uh, and 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 like when I get in that zone, it's an amazing zone to be in because I, I just, it, it's almost like everything else is irrelevant. Nothing, nothing matters except mm-hmm. that point. You're more, that's life. You're, you're in that moment. I'm telling you, we did like one night. It was very challenging. We did this big, big bar fight in the movie, and again, like you said, things were falling apart. It wasn't working right, and everything else. And I and I just stepped in. I said, "Okay, great." And I did thing. I got into that zone. I took my my Carmen Cabana, who's a brilliant, brilliant director of photography, the best I've worked with, and and I took all my stunt guys. You could you could ask uh, Jane Cash and Robert Parham. Uh, Kevin Brewerton, um, you know, they were all in that scene, and I just went into our Camacho boat, and I was just mm-hmm. flying, flying, bam, bam, punch here, punch here, kick there, fly, fall, okay, fall again. I didn't like that. <laughs> do it again, do it again. You know, and, that, and, and again, it's so funny. I, that's why I was with, with Stephanie, because I, once I got a feel for her, she's an incredible athlete, and so I knew she, I, I could push her. I could push her beyond her comfort zone. And that's what oh, I was yes, doing. You, did. you know. Yeah, go ahead. The first up on set, I remember um the only person I, I've met before was was Art and um and I met Al, one of the producers, and um but it was the first time I was meeting the D P Carmen, who's just amazing. She's one of the best DPs I've ever met before. She's just wonderful. And the first day I show up on set, and I was meeting the whole uh, crew and everything, and um, and they were like, okay, so the first thing you're gonna shoot is the naked scene, and I was like, 
Well, hi, nice to meet you. Well, this is my butt, right? No. <laughs> hi, my name's Stephanie. Here's my butt. <laughs> that way, right? <laughs> but the, the funny thing was, it, it wasn't was, in the script. Even, it was even not in then, the um, it wasn't. It wasn't then, scripted. Oh it wasn't God. scripted. But it thought, wasn't. Scripted. But I don't know why they made me do it. <laughs> you know, no, it's but, hard work. Right? It's hard work, guys. It is no, but even then, it is. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. But um, I understand the guys. They were. They were in pain. They were suffering. But. Yeah. It was challenging. It was definitely challenging. Like Art says, even from that scene, that small scene, uh, you know, the where it's definitely something new in my career to all the fighting stuff and obviously taking care of your character because we're we're um not only um doing action but we're we're doing acting we're we're actors so you know we took care of every single detail and um and art made us feel great every every step of the way he took care of us so i'm definitely blessed and and extremely happy for for this movie so Stephanie, that was Very your first cool. scene, wasn't it? That you shot, wasn't that the the, the first thing you shot at the house? The yes, movie? I did. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, that I'm here, it. and you oh, want me what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. It was like, oh my god, I thought that, we were gonna shoot this like I don't know in a couple of weeks, and they were like, no, no, we're gonna do this now. <laughs> Go Get it out of the way. Yeah. Over here. Drop them, Stephanie. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they sounded like so typical. Guys, they were like, let's just break the tension. Let's just do this. Right on. Well, you know, I guess in a way, yeah. you know, it, it's a good thing that it was the first thing because, you know, like some people that I've seen, they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to do like a sex scene or a naked scene. And they, you know, that it kind of distracts them for like three days until it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that that's I guess that's a cool way to do it. <laughs> uh, Rusty, I have, I have to interrupt you. We have a surprise caller. We do. Uh, I was, I, I was, I was texting him. Oh, I was okay. texting this guy. Let's see. Can you call the tell, show? Tell All right. Well, Ooh. bring him on, Bob. <laughs> I would love the mail. The check is in the mail. The I don't know if anybody expected. <laughs> well, I want to introduce another actor from the chemist, one of the stunt guys. Please help me welcome to the show, Master Robert Parham. Oh, right. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey Hi, Robert. Robert. You? <laughs> you know what? Quick, quick, quick! Before Robert, before we get to Robert, actually, Stephanie, the new scene was supposed to be Robert's scene, but he didn't show up. That's why we had you doing the new scene. But Robert, I was going to have you nude in the chemist, brother. I, Robert, I, what happened? You know what? You invite me for all these things and don't invite me for this for that scene. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, Bob. <laughs> Don't walk into it, man. <laughs> you guys are way too, having way too much fun. We are having way too oh, much fun. We all so had coffee. Let me, Rob, let me let me first say that Art Camacho to me is, is like one of the icons of action directors. He's he's a guy who is a, a great inspiration to me, who motivates me. 
and I call him my mentor, and, and I love him. Um, God bless you. Yeah, Thank you. Now, wow. now on, on a question I'm sure that a lot of uh, people as myself and people who are coming up in the business, are, what advice would you give to indie film directors to complete films for casting, producing, budgeting, et cetera, and so forth. Do you have any words of advice for us? I, I think honestly, honestly, I think I think the the, the 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 key is persistence. I mean, I've had so many doors closed in my face. So many people tell me I have no talent. So many people getting into the business, of course, and um, and I kept at it because it was a dream. I dream, and I wanted to live my dream. And I think if you have a passion for it, if you don't have the passion where you eat, sleep, and breathe it. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. But if you do, eventually that will create its own opportunity, and and God will open the doors for you. I mean, you know, like in this film, for instance, I I can't tell you how blessed, blessed I am. And I'm not just saying that because Stephanie's online. I'm blessed to have her in that role. I'm blessed to have the uh, the nominations we did. And it doesn't mean the film is good or bad. It just means that wow, we did something that that you know that resonates with people, and and that's part of the art form. And, and as long as you do that, you have a passion and you create product that's true to your heart and that resonates. And also, set your ego aside. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest challenge for any 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 artist, any filmmaker. <laughs> because cause I'm telling you, that kills. That kills. I've, I've had people ask me about their movies and say, when I go see a movie, I never will ask you. I'm never going to ask you or, or anybody, hey, what did you think of the movie? Unless Unless when I ask you, I want the truth. Most people don't. Most mm-hmm. people want the validation, like, hey, it was a great movie. I don't. I do not want that. I, as, as a matter of fact, I think I've told people before that before I can even, even, even at the screening, I'll be honest with you, I will, I will walk in the opening and come in at the end. It's hard for me to watch my work because I just see all the mistakes. Even though, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I've had films that have gotten awards. I've had films that have made millions of dollars. And I still, it takes me about a year to, to enjoy my work. You know, and uh, I'll enjoy it for you, Art. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I want you. I'll be seeing the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see the whole movie. You know, and 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 that's the thing. I I think the advice is stick to it. Stick to your dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. But you have to have a passion, and and you have to be willing to put in the hard work. I kid you not. I mean, I'm serious. If you if anybody knows me, they they ask me, when do you sleep? Because you'll see me either texting or calling till two in the morning, and sometimes getting up at six, seven in the morning. Like last mm-hmm. night, I was in a meeting with investors till till eleven, twelve, twelve. Then I got on the phone call talking to to uh, to another marketing person, and then this morning I was up at five, six in the morning prepping some stuff. So I'm always I live and breathe this passion of mine, and and, and the Lord has blessed me. And and and, and again, it's too long winded, but Robert is a real talent, and and the reason. I, uh, I I love him. I love him as a human being, but I also respect the heck out of him as an artist because he really is. And here's one thing you can't manufacture that people have. Let's say, for instance, Stephanie, and I'm telling you the truth. I just texted her this morning, and you could ask her. <laughs> that her every time I introduce my characters in a movie, I I want to I, I want to leave an impact with the introduction, not just you mm-hmm. know just throw them in there, but but her introduction is it's just it's a very simple introduction when you first hear in the movie. But wow, you fall in love with her, and and mm-hmm. you know you you do you really do, and Robert has that thing on camera 
well, he looks so smooth. He's got that Billy Decent, mm-hmm. you know? He's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and right. he, can he can act and he can do the fighting stuff. And, you know, it's phenomenal. And, and I think he's going to go very far. So far, in fact, that he will never return my call. And the only job he'll have for me is to send his <laughs> production assistant. Get him his coffee. I know. I know. They say, oh, right now they're all friendly to me. But just wait till he hits the big time. Well, I've had this running joke with Robert for years now that he's too pretty to do anything else but act. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm straight. You guys are way too kind. I'm writing you guys your checks right now as we speak. <laughs> No. Oh my God. And, and Robert again, and, and here's the thing: he did, and he knows he's seen me work. I'm, I'm like the Tasmanian devil. And he tell me, tell me, experience, Robert, when we, uh, when I worked up there with you on, on your, on your, uh, your film out there in Frisco. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it, tell, it, tell him how it was like in those first few minutes. <laughs> the crazy man, man. So Art, uh, we were blessed to have Art on set to do uh, a feature that we're doing, Bullets, Blades, and Blood. And Art, you know, did uh, choreograph one of the, the fight scenes. And, man, we, I have never worked so hard on a set in my life. <laughs> and the person, I was, the person who was my opponent uh, couldn't move for about six weeks. After we shot, <laughs> Wow. We worked hard, but we did a great job. He did a great job. Art took us to a whole other level. As a matter of fact, the level that Art took us to, um, last year we entered that piece, because we're doing some PR, we entered that piece into the Action On Film Festival, and because of Art's expertise, we actually won our category. Wow, you guys did great. You guys did. So, you know, when, when Art touches something, just like the chemist is up for 10 nominations. When he touches something, man, it's going to turn to gold. You know, the chemist is going to be a great movie. You know, I mm-hmm. had the pleasure of seeing oh, about the first two or three minutes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's it. Everyone has seen some. I haven't seen anything. What's up with that? <laughs> Stephanie, and Stephanie, in all fairness, I never got your check, so you can't get it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, no, my God. That's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Oh, I was just going to mention some of the categories that uh, the chemist was nominated for, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, these are, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, just, just because, just because. Now, like you know, for for this movie to have this many, I mean, this is this is this is cool. This is a record. So, uh, best editing, best editing number one is yeah. the camera. <laughs> that is wow. so cool. That is, you know, yeah. uh, best director number one, Art Camacho. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one, that one, that one. They felt sorry for me. They felt sorry for me on that one. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Nominated for Best Actress is Stephanie Gerard. Oh. Woo! Stephanie Gerard. Yeah. Nominated, nominated for Action Film of the Year. Of the Year. The Chemist. Wow. That's <laughs> all of us. Robert, everybody. All of us. Yeah, that's right. Stephanie, also, yeah. Also nominated for Best Special Effects, 
Male Action Performer of the Year, Olivier, Olivier Gruner. Yay. Best Action yeah, Sequence. Yeah. Yep. Best Action Sequence. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. Really quick on Olivia, I had to do all these love scenes because I, I, I'm a perfect stunt double. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Okay, go on. <laughs> it's hard work what I do, damn it. I know, and you know, you, you stand next to Olivia, I, I can barely tell you guys apart. I know, see, I tell you. That's right? I don't stand next to them too many times. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> a breakout action star, number one, Olivia Gruner. Best Phenomenal. fight choreography and best supporting oh. actor. I mean, how I mean, how cool is that? Uh, what that is, is uh, Mark, so cool. that's the supporting was actor? Some, was that Marty? I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah, Marty Cove. <laughs> yeah, was that Marty? Cove. Marty Cove, right on. And, and you know what? And uh, the fight choreography, I had some of the best. I had Fabiano. I mean, Mario looked to help me. And then I had Fabiano Ica, who's an MMA, four-time MMA champ. I had Regan Machado, who, uh, mm-hmm. who Vin Diesel said is the baddest guy on the planet. These guys were helping me do all that cool stuff, you know. It was really, wow. really cool. You know? Right on. Really cool, you know. And then you had and, people uh, and, like Robert Parham that could actually do the stuff you were, te- you were uh, choreographing them to do. Not really. Awesome. I had to use a stunt double for Robert. I mean, he, could only, he couldn't do any of the fights. So I had to use a stunt <laughs> double. I had to, I had to double him. <laughs> I had to double Robert Parham. I didn't want to say anything, Robert, but I had to double him. You know, and I can't tell you and Robert apart either. <laughs> I, I told you, man. I'm so versatile. <laughs>
through the martial arts and through the influence of Bruce Lee in my life, it changed my whole life around. And, mm. and then it gave me purpose. And at first, to be honest with you, when I first trained in martial arts, it was just to beat the crap out of anybody. I had a chip on mm. my shoulder. But then as I learned it, it, it opened a whole new world. Because here's the thing that happens with most of us. And, and also, I want to, Stephanie has a very interesting background, too, that I want to share. But right now, the the thing is, when you grow up, let's say whether it's in L.A., wherever you are, New York, doesn't matter. Your whole universe devolves around your neighborhood. And that's your world. Mm-hmm. And most people really never get out of that. And I was mm-hmm. blessed enough to be exposed through the martial arts to the whole world. I'm talking about, I mean, I've shot films in India and Germany. I've been to Singapore. I'm just so blessed. I can't tell you. I mean, it, it, it's so funny. Sometimes when I, when, when things aren't going my way and I start, you know, feeling sorry for myself, I kick myself in the butt and say, what are you, crazy? You know, that's, <laughs> right. you know look at all the blessings. <laughs> look at all the blessings you got. You know, right. and that's what it was. It was and then I started one day my sequel. We, I was already doing some acting, and then I shot some commercials for this really, really low budget uh, Spanish advertising agency. And one day my sequel, Eric Lee, called me up and said, "Yeah, hey, uh, you want to get your butt kicked for fifty bucks?" I said, "Cool." I thought I had to pay him fifty bucks to get my butt kicked. I was gonna go. I went, <laughs> and and that was it. That was it. I got hooked. I was really good. I was really good at doing stunts, and then they hired me for more films and. 20 films later, I got producers asking me to choreograph. You know, uh, uh, 10 films after that, two producers in one year asked me if I wanted to direct a movie. And that's the way it wow. went. I mean, you, you you know, I make people money. I mean, the bottom line, it's a passion everything else, but you got to make people money. you got to make mm-hmm. people money, you know. And and that's why, you know, the more preparation you have, the better. I mean, for mm-hmm. instance, like, for say, Stephanie, when, when you, I think I, I uh, gosh, I just was talking to Dana Samuels. And I, when we were talking about the, the movie, because she's going to come out with a with review. And I said, no, I, I know we're friends, but I want you to be honest. And that's it. I'm not going to, you know, if, if you love it, you hate it, I really, it matters. But you know what? Be honest. That's my biggest thing to my uh-huh. friends. And uh, and then I told her that, that Stephanie not only acted, but she did her own fights. And then she is, you know, signing for the soundtrack. She says, what? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, she's, she's wow. a out there. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it said that it was. It was definitely. Um, it was definitely uh, great because you know being involved in 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 every single uh, part of the process is so important. I mean, it's great. You know, you go, you act, and and that's it. And and um, you might say your work is done, but we did not leave it there. You know, it was it was a process of of. Um, of being a real team and and you know getting together all our our all the things that we do you know and and the things that that all of us are are good at and and making happen and uh, with with Nina and I we 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 sing we we are songwriters too so um when Art was telling us about you know the scenes and and that and we were like creating already like music for the movie we're like oh my god imagine a song you know that had this and that and and he was like let's do it let's include the the music in in the movie and not only will you be in it as actresses but also as, as singers and um and that's also so amazing it's so important because it's a part of of uh of what we do so i felt so happy to to be able to put my my voice as a singer in the movie very cool. And, 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 you know, and, and, and all the actors, and I'm telling you, and I'm, I'm not saying this just because she's 
Keith here or, or me or anybody, <laughs> but I would, they, we got the best cast possible. I mean, even even Mina, who who actually she got she got mentioned for an award too. We when she walked into the room, I literally had another actress in mind for the for the role that, that she ended up taking. But the moment she walked into the room, it was like when 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 we discovered Stephanie. It's like, wow! I thought that's 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 the role. That's the person. You know, I can't quantify it. I I don't know what to say, but you feel it when you see it. You know that it's there. You know, and yeah. then my friend Martin Cole came to the table, and Olivier, Olivier, he told me himself that this was the best acting in his career. This is the best film as an actor oh, that he's done cool. in his career. And and then the, and Martin Cole, he brought it to the table. Patrick Kilpatrick, my God, my God, and all these scenes, I'm telling you, you know, the acting is very strong. Usually, usually, and I'll be honest with you, I've been there, and you guys can can attest to this. You go to the movies, friends of your and some of the fights are cool, but the acting is eh, or the mm-hmm. scenes are eh. So you mm-hmm. just, you know, you, you're you not mean, and, you know, I'm, I, I've had my share, believe me, I have my share of films that I'm, that I'm not too proud of. But this one <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of because I wrote the, uh, the the story, you know, worked on the script with a writer and, um, you know, obviously directed and choreographed it. Even the fights are totally different than anything I've ever done in the way we shot covered. I'm telling you, like, you know, as a matter of fact, the fight was uh, the really different fight in the movie with uh, Nina and Stephanie, and and even musically, it's kind of an homage to Tarantino. <clears throat> you know, really, really cool, cool stuff. You know, so so different than Into Departure because what I did, I trusted my DP, who Carmen Cabana. I, I tell you, I fell in love with. She's an artist. She's a wonderful human being, and it was so great collaborating with her. And then when we got my editor. <laughs> You know, Hector um, uh, Rodriguez, he basically, he took it to a different, he, he, he's never edited fight action. So I said, I don't want an editor who can edit fight action. I can do all the fight action. I want you to edit a poetic, visceral fight for me. And when he started mm-hmm. putting this stuff together, he said, give me a couple of weeks. And and I was like, I was starting to get worried because I thought, oh, my God, this guy's going to screw it up, so I have to go in and clean everything up. All of a sudden, I go there and see what he does. It's like, wow, it's poetry. It is very, very poetic. Very poet, you know, the, the way the fight's on, and getting Master Master Samuel Park in there, and my Steve Eric Lee in there, <laughs> you know, and then 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 the the the, 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 the frosting is Jojo Garza from the Los Lonely Boys, who's one of my yes. favorite music groups, you know, yes. and he came in and he did a cool cameo, and they have a song called "Rule the World." Because mm-hmm. I wanted to use again, I'm creating a soundtrack. "Rule the World" is 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 going to be my new anthem. I want, and by the way, I don't mean be greedy, don't take over, but I mean rule the world, take 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 control of your future, mm-hmm. make exactly. it happen. God, God gave you, and you guys are doing a great service. Just you know, I'm so in, in honored to be on your show, and so in awe of what you do. I mean, you Thank really you. do, and I, I appreciate this. You know, in fact, when I when I'm when I'm watching, you know, when I was watching the acting, I mean, I'm more of a traffic cop because I I hired the best actors for the role. So I'm mm-hmm. not teaching acting. Sometimes I'm on sets where you hire people who can't act a lick, and you're you're teaching them how to act as, as the scene's going. But on this one, I was more of a traffic cop. Give me a little bit <laughs> here, go here, to the right, to the left. You know, because because uh, Stephanie, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it's a twist. It, 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 there's so many twisted turns in this movie. You think it's one way, but it's another thing, and another one. You know, what what was your impression, Stephanie, when you read the script? Um, personally, I loved it because the story was definitely going somewhere. It's not those scripts that you read and you're like, okay, and then what happens? It has so many twists 
it, I, I fell in love when I, and I told Art when, when he sent me the script, I read it, I, I, I don't know, I grabbed it like at 11 p.m. or something, and, um, mm-hmm. and I started reading it, and then I couldn't stop. I was like, well, I'll read a couple of pages and, you know, see what this is about, and then I couldn't stop reading. So I, I went to bed like at 1 after I was done reading it. I was like, oh, my, and I, I emailed Art right away. I was like, Art, I love the script. It's so good. It's so it has so many twists and the characters are so well defined and and um, they all shine. They're it's all it's all amazing, you know. And uh, it would be amazing to be a part of this film. And I, I honestly I loved it. And I'm not just saying that because because art is here, but because I mean it. I mean it's um, it's definitely a good script. I think the movie is gonna look amazing. I say I think because I haven't seen anything yet, as you might have already. I haven't gotten the check. <laughs> such an amazing chemistry all of us uh between us and um I, I think i worked uh mostly with nina probably obviously with olivia i'm, I'm the love interest uh which is really really amazing and um well, well, okay, that's all i can well, say about the character off. yeah but not to cut you off not to cut you off but i got a bone to pick with you stephanie because because again Robert, people know on a movie set when the director yells cut, it means cut. You know, you have to, you know, stop the scene, realize, and do it over again. Every time, every time there was a kissing scene or they're hugging, you know, I used to have to yell cut at least a dozen times. Literally, once I was had to physically separate her and Olivier. Physically, I had to separate them. Now, you've got to tell me this story. I heard a story on that somebody yelled action and it wasn't you. During the camera. Oh, exactly. There okay. No. The thing is I gotta hear it. Since Olivia couldn't like really kiss me, Art had to take his place to show him how it was done. <laughs> it's hard work. I'm telling you guys, I give myself to my job. I don't enjoy it, but oh, I give myself yes. to my job. Art, you poor bastard. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Art, oh. did you bring Stephanie to the Masters Hall of Fame this year? Is that who you brought with you? What's that? Did you bring Stephanie to the Masters Hall of Fame this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I got a story to tell you then. Rusty, you know how sometimes I'm not exactly politically correct? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Let, let's say it sometimes. Art okay. walks up to me and says, Bob, this is Stephanie. I, you know, and I'm seating people. I said, Art, you're over here. Stephanie, you're next to me. That's how, <laughs> that's how stunning this woman is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you were towards. I thought it was part of, you know, the way you talked, but... Uh... No. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have to biff, biff him upside the head. 
Yeah, quite often, actually. Yeah. But no, our, tell us that story about the the, the uh, was your uh, one of your uh, ads that yelled action, and it wasn't you. He thought you wanted him to yell action, and the scene came out perfect. But you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, I'm telling you, man, that, that that happens a lot. Normally, I'm in charge, and people when when I'm getting in the Arcamacho mode, I I am like a beast. I will take yes. on, you name the biggest champion in the world, MMA champion, and at that moment, I'll take him on. I'll, afterwards, after he yell cut, I'll be running like a little schoolgirl, but at that moment, <laughs> I will <laughs> take him on. You know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it happened that one time. I mean, it's literally, I mean, I'm ready to do some stuff, and I'm, I'm setting up for a big stunt, and I kid you not, it was, it was beyond anything, is that... This guy's gonna fly out the window at the ADs. They had, you know, they they were they they were good people trying really hard, but they just weren't weren't up to up to you know par. And um, I go inside a house and I'm and I'm telling the the, the AD, tell the stuntman, can he hear you? Because he's got these big masks on his head. Can he hear you? Say it loud enough. He goes, say what? Say action loud enough. Action? I go no. And so I looked at the stuntman. I said, can you hear him? And he nodded no. So I said, say it louder. And so he said, action. And the stomach still couldn't hear him. I said, say action. And that's that minute, I'm walking outside the house, and then all of a sudden I see the cameras rolling. And I'm in the shot. <laughs> I'm in the shot. I look to my left, and I see the guy flying out the window. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. No. I kid you not. I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I go, why? I couldn't even get mad. I couldn't even get mad. I wanted to cry. Why are you crying? Yeah, we all want um. to cry. <laughs> oh no, man, oh man! I'm but now, I actually oh, heard that that scene came out okay. Oh, it came out beautiful. I mean, it was going to be in my cameo, but it wouldn't work for the film. But you'll see the director of the shot. So, <laughs> no, actually, we, we, it came out beautiful because we ended up. Uh, my editor, who's brilliant, and he also knows a lot of uh, effects for in post. He he, he raced me out, but. Um, but I do have a cameo in the film, and and and, and uh, you, you'll see when you see the film, you'll see where my cameo is. Um, <laughs> oh God! Just so you know, I have a med- <laughs> hint is I have a medical degree. Okay, that's all I'll say about it. Um, <laughs> now, our, the director no. is just not a director. You're you're in charge of re- you do you go through rewrites. You go through. You're involved in the entire process from start to finish. Finishing, including editing. You're a huge part yeah. of the editing process. Yeah. Uh, no, so what happens, you know, generally, Bob, the director, just let's say, for instance, the director will come in, like, for instance, I'm, I'm uh, contracting another film, which is a you know, huge, fairly large film that I'm prepping right now. And, and generally, you direct. You have all these people and you have all the assistants. And it's been years since I just directed. On this one, I was producing, directing choreographing, you know, editing, uh, writing, uh, you know, everything. I'm telling you, man, almost every, every position because I had to. I had to. It was literally no, no, I had to. I mean, I, it's one of those things. I mean, it's hard to describe, but but some, but most directors just direct. They have all the elements there, and they just, just control the, the image in front of the camera. I was very blessed to have the best actors, the best DP, and the, the best editing, you know. That's what helped me so much because this film, actually, again, I, I, I just was a text to Stephanie and you know, she could have bust her that, you know, this film should not have literally happened with all the challenges that we had going into this movie. 
it should not have come out nearly as, as strong as it has. And we were so blessed because all of us, we were in the trenches. You know, we went to, we went to you know, I hate, it's not politically correct, but we had to battle and we were in the trenches and we had each other's backs. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, push them to shock, you know, there would be heated moments, but you know what? Um, at the end of the day, you know, Stephanie would call me, All right, blah, 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 blah. We'd talk, we'd, we'd go over it, and then, bing, move on, because she was, she was a brilliant professional. You know, Nino was a great professional. Um, you know, uh, again, Martin Cope has one of the best scenes in the film. It's incredible. And, and some of the biggest twists. You know, again, and I tell you this because we did a we did a rough uh, rough cut screening in New York. <laughs> you know, it should have been a real screening, but it turned out to be like a test kind of screening in New York in June. And I, number one, I wasn't I was up in the projection room, and I was just listening and watching it on this really small screen up there in the projection room, and <laughs> I could hear all the all the moments, the audible awes, the laughs, and everything. All, yeah, almost everything hit right on mark, and that was so so good to see because. You got it across. You got your point across. You told your story. And people understood. Mm-hmm. And the big films, just so you know, the big films aren't, not big films, the good movies are not always spot on. So in other words, you know, I'm a bad guy. You're the good guy. No, no, no. The good films, there's all these gray areas. And uh, and, and the dialogue, the same thing. <laughs> and so this one, the same thing happened is that we didn't. We didn't have our bad guy like you know, Patrick be big, big, talking loud, all this stuff. Everything was so genuine. Everything had a element yeah. of truth. And right. at, the, at the core of the story, it's about a human being letting go. That's, that's it. It's mm-hmm. a simple, if you ask me, what is the chemist? The chemist is a story about a man who, who's, who's, who's clinging to something, and then throughout this whole journey, he finally lets go. That's it. Yeah. Simple. Hey, he beats the shit out of people, shoots people, kills people, makes love in between. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I do. I, I have the naked scene, but Nina has some sexy scene scene, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was asking, am I going to be the only naked woman in the movie? Oh, no, Nina's doing it, too. I was like, okay, well, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I feel protected now. <laughs> At least I'm not the only one. <laughs> That's right. But but on day one, now, now I remember, I forgot about that. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know what? I think we should see uh, Stephanie naked here. Okay, guys, go tell her. Yeah. And, uh, and we were arguing. <laughs> remember the argument with the make of the wardrobe lady who kept insisting on that you didn't have the right underwear on? And, and I kept trying to tell her, she's not going to wear underwear? I don't know if you remember that. I was just so mad. Cause it's, 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 it's that like was that. That was. Oh. <laughs> I remember. What did I remember? Like, oh, my God. Wrong, like, I, wrong underwear. What do you That's mean they, they don't have ready? <laughs> oh, God. Right under- in case you get run over by a – unless you get – apparently in, in case you get run over during a film. You know what I mean? you got to wear the right underwear, dear. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. But even oh, like, my God. crazy the scene, and I, and I swear to God, it was so funny. And a nice person, nice lady, but I don't think she grasped it. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. Stephanie is naked, but naked. Doesn't wear underwear. Oh, but we don't get the right underwear. But she's naked. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, we didn't know this scene was today, so we don't have anything. And then, I, thankfully, I, I I had my my mom there with me, and she always brings extra things. So she had a robe, and she was like, "Oh, you can get butt naked and then 
you know, cover yourself with a robe and then, you know, walk inside so it's you know, better. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> that was the only disappointing thing. We had the robe on set. I, I tried to get rid of all the robes, but she stuck that one in on me. <laughs> I knew it was smart. I knew it. <laughs> in the robe. Oh, oh I my God! I just went outside and there was a pile of ropes outside, just like burning. I was like, "What is this? Yeah. Part of the set or something?" But I know. now I know. <laughs> I, I I never today. I'll be honest. This is a discovery on your show. This is the first time I discovered that her mother brought in that robe. I was going to fire somebody that day. Oh my goodness! I just remember it's hard work. Um, are saying action, and Olivia had to walk past uh, me getting naked. He just saw me and, and and leave, and he just stopped. And Art was like, "No, Olivia, you have to keep on going." Go. Don't get out of Go. Olivia, to his credit, he was a professional. He wanted to make sure we got the shot right. That's the only reason. He wanted to stare into that beautiful body. Yeah. He wanted to make sure I get the right angle. He's a professional. I admire that. Sorry, I'm sorry. My bad. You know, it's true. And also, I said this at Dragon Fest, is that Olivia, I'll be honest with you, he is the hardest working actor ever. They spent probably, he would spend, you know, maybe hours and hours on his fight scenes. And then on the kissing scenes, they would spend days. They would spend days. They wouldn't come out for air. I mean, I'm serious. That's devoted. He's devoted to his yep. craft. Professional. <laughs> That's hard work. Oh, my goodness. All of you? Gosh. Just, wow. I don't know how yeah. you do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know. know. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, well, you know what's funny, Art? Speaking of Dragon Fest, you know, I have... Very low tolerance for stupid people. I was introducing. Okay. What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> people were. I I was having these actors and actresses shove down my throat all over Dragon Fest. You got to interview my people. You got. And you're sitting right next to me. And if I saw somebody that you made like, I would turn around and, and introduce them to you. And but yeah. they wouldn't value what I was trying to do for them. You know what I mean? I was I was introducing up and coming actors and actresses that were yeah. unbelievable. This is our Camacho, and they're like, "Hi, nice to meet you." And turned around and walked away. <laughs> Funny story. You know why you're on that? It happened to me once before, you know, that's why, before I got all the shtick with the glass and all that all that fun stuff, I remember going to this meeting once with this older uh, gentleman who I had hired. He was working for me. He was, he was you know, uh, uh, Caucasian in a suit, you know, uh, whitish hair, and we're, we're meeting at a, at a coffee shop. This actor is coming in to meet me. Um, he knew he was going to, he didn't know me by name, but he knew he was going to meet the, uh, the, the director, and then there was going to be you know, some other people there. And so he gets to this meeting, and all it was a, probably about a twenty minute meeting. I introduced myself, and he barely paid me any attention. And he's talking to this guy. This guy's my assistant. This guy gets my coffee, and he's talking to him. And I'm sitting there. I'm the one that this is my movie. I got the million dollars for the film. I'm director. I'm producer. And you're talking to him. You're not trying to. You know, it was funny because you know you don't know who people are. You don't know what's going on. And and that's why one important lesson you know that I should always tell, just like what you just said right now, is guys. 
be, be nice to everybody. You don't know. You don't know. I have friends of mine. I'll give you an idea. He um, He's really, 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 really extremely wealthy. And, you know, I go to his house. And, and give you an idea. His, his, my, his, his, his bedroom is bigger than my whole house. This guy is extremely wealthy, but he just we're walking around. He's just you know like a normal person, no big deal. But uh, but but it's so funny that you mentioned that because a lot of times actors are like that. I mean you know I I get that a lot. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny because a lot of times I hire people from whether it's Dragon Fest or from these seminars and and stuff like that. And I knew what you were trying to do, but you're right. And then I'm thinking. Then I was thinking. You know, it's like God darn. Sometimes I think, wow, these guys are nuts. These actors are nuts. Why? What's the point? You know, you're you're introducing to working directors who can hire them, and you're they're not working as it is, or they wouldn't be there. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now, Art, let's go into the film a little bit deeper. What about? Tell us a little bit about your associate producers. How you found them? Were they what? Were they friends? And and when you're in the industry, is it more like a a good old boys club where you? are sympathetic and you do hire your friends on a regular basis. Well it's 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 a combination of a couple of things. Number one, we had Lou Dwyer and um and she did she 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 really did it. She she did her job. She she came in, you know, financially and um and without, you know, I mean, because we got our, our executive producers, you know, they put up the, the producer brings them in and helps coordinate things. And let's say a co-producer works with the producer. Associate producer could be a real title or a vanity title. Lou Dwyer was mm-hmm. incredible. She she did. She came to the table, mm-hmm. you know, and it, the thing was the, the thing about her is people who know her in the industry, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I never, I never, never hit people up for anything. I just, I just, I remember, and this is a true story, I was conversing how, because I, I literally put a lot of money out of my own pocket into the film for different things that I wanted to do, like getting uh, a Cesar Samuel Kwok down here. I flew him down from England to be here. It wasn't in our budget, and the producers didn't order, authorize that, So, I, but I gave my work to Samuel Kwok, to Cesar Samuel Kwok, so I said, you know what, I'll get him. And I'm on the phone with Lou, and I said, hey, Lou, you know what, <clears throat> We're going to have Samuel. She goes, oh, that's great. I go, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, the producers didn't want him. I mean, not that they didn't, they, obviously they wanted him, they didn't want her, but they, they didn't have the budget for him. So I said, I'm, I'll fly him down. She goes, really? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, well, here, uh, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to help out. I go, no, no, I don't want you to help out. I'm friends. Fuck it. She goes, nope. What's your PayPal or whatever? And literally, she, she helped out. You know? That's, 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 those are real social producers who really come to the table with some value. Others are more mattered. And uh, and and in the martial arts and in stunts and all that stuff, it is an old boys club. I mean, you have to belong mm-hmm. to cliques or you don't get work. That's the bottom line. Right. I, the, the, you know, I unfortunately, unfortunately, they don't want me in their cliques. <laughs> so, so I have to go out and work, <laughs> go out and find my own work. You know, but it's a true story. I mean, I get a lot of people, and I put hundreds, literally hundreds of people in films through my martial arts seminars and stuff like that, and people that I know. Or, like, for instance, um, you know, an actor will recommend somebody. You know, um, you know, uh, Stephanie came highly recommended. Nina came highly recommended. Um, the other the other names I knew, and Olivia, of course, were old friends. But, yeah, it's it's a very quickish industry. So, again, you have to, you know, you can't just sit back and, and pout and say, okay, nobody hires me. You've got to go out there and make it happen. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. It's, you have to go out there. You're right, Stephanie? I mean, do you sit back and yeah. say, oh, nobody that's hires a, me? You know? No, and you know what happens is that, for example, like you get so um, hooked up with everything that you do when you're working, especially with people like you are, that it's you know, so wonderful. 
that even after you, you've worked together, you want to keep that connection. And then, for example, you're going to have a seminar um, November 8th, I think. I'm going to be there. Yeah. You know, it's it's a matter yeah. of, of uh, keeping those uh, connections alive and, 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 um, and getting out there and expose yourself, you know, as, as, as much as you can. Well, Stephanie, didn't, haven't you exposed yourself enough already? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> I have exposed myself a lot. Not, not enough. They had a robe on the set. I'm, I'm mad now, now that I found out. I'm going to fire somebody that day. I'm going to start taking gasoline to the set from now on. No rope rule.
that's how your stories mm-hmm. come through, dude, because they're mm-hmm. obviously the vessel for these stories. You know, and that's the way I see life. I mean, it's not, you know, some people get so egocentric. I'm not. I am not. I am I am just a vessel working through, you know, through God's working through me in different ways. I, I, I try to create opportunities for others. I try to create worse. Maybe it's not the best songs in the world. Maybe not the worst songs. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. But you know what? They're movies. They hire people and they inspire people, you know. I, I, I get it all the time when I, when people come back to me. I mean, uh, one of my students is now living a great life. He's teaching kids MMA. I have another student who went on to Bruce for Disney. I have, you know, so on and so forth, always paying it forward. And uh, just mm-hmm. blessed, blessed in that way. Now, you know, Jerry, a long time ago, Jerry Poteet said something. Remember the movie The Dragon with uh, Jason Scott Lee? Right. right. Just, he, Jerry Bautista said it was easier to teach an actor martial arts than to teach a martial artist how to act. What is your take on that? One trillion percent correct. Stephanie came out like when you see the film, you tell you again, you know, you tell me. I'll leave it at that, Robert. You tell me because you're going to see the film. You're going to see her action in the film. I was blown away. Acting is, is a special skill set that, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it is not. I get that all the time. These martial arts that come up to me, oh, I can say some lines or I did this. No, 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 it's not. So, well, let me ask you this, Stephanie, as an actress. Is, is acting yeah. something that's casual? Can I just take one acting class and that's all I have to do and then I'm an actor? Not at all. Not at all. If, 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 if anything, it's something, you know, it's something very hard. It's something amazing. It's something definitely fun. But you need to work on it, and uh, it, it that I have to I have to be very honest, and it really um, makes me very upset, especially in Los Angeles when you know there's a lot of people coming and saying, "Oh, I want to be an actor," and you're like, "Okay, you want to be? Don't be a wanna be. You know, you have to work for it and actually be an actor. You know, it's um, it's something that that requires a lot of of um, studying and discipline. And uh, and to be mm-hmm. professional above all, it's something right. that that you need to take seriously, like a doctor or like a, or like um, an architect. You know, it's not something mm-hmm. that you learn overnight. It's it's an amazing career. It's the best career. I I'm, I would never complain. It's it's an amazing job to have. But but you know, I think that people need to take it seriously because it is. Mm-hmm. You work with your body. You work with your emotions. You borrow your body to a new character to to give life to another person that's not you. Your emotions you have to disconnect because obviously you know sometimes uh, you, you we're not gonna feel a connection with you know your of your co-star or you or you're not gonna you know feel attracted or you're not gonna even uh, you know you don't talk in a certain way and and in, and when you're um, taking it over a character you have to become that character and for that you need to study. So I mean, for mm-hmm. me, I, I studied dramatic art for three years. I, I you, you go through psychology, through um, history of of the art, and um, and you learn all these methods, and then you know whatever suits you best, you start working with that. And uh, and the script is something that you take on set, and you're not like reading it out of your iPhone. You know, you go on set and you know your 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 lines. You have the subtexts. You have everything written down, and 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 just. Um, Simply um, just just uh, make it make it as as yours as possible. You know, it's not something that you mm-hmm. go and oh yeah, I mean I'm gonna learn this 
right here. No, like you have to know that it is a serious job. And um, and it's obvious. I mean, we have amazing, well-known actors that leave out of this. It's not something that you that you that you um, that you can just come out and do. So it, it's mm-hmm. definitely something to to think about. The the acting is is um is amazing, and it's one of the best things that that someone can do. But you have to have it. You have to have that one thing to be and have all the patience in the world too, because. Honestly, it's not an easy career. It's not. So if you have it and you're really, really happy and, and you have that persistence and that discipline, then you'll get it. But it's something that you you'll take lightly for sure. It's it's something that, that you need to, to learn. It's not a it's a skill, but it's also a job. It's something that you dedicate your life to. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert and, and on that note, uh just really quick, just to add to that, you transcend all that, Robert. You transcend it all. You have it. You are it. You're the it boy. You know? You are. <laughs> you could have... You're, you're Bruce Lee, Olivia Gruner, all over <laughs> one. And with all due respect, Art, I've never heard you so full of shit in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurt. I am hurt. <laughs> no, but I do have a story... I do have a true story for you, and I respect what actors go through the early 80s. See, my wife mm-hmm. worked at a pet store for 29 years and recently closed. It was open from, ni- from 1949. Well, there was an actor that stepped into their pet store before she started working there in the early 80s and wanted a job to research a role because mm-hmm. she, his wife on his movie, that on his up-and-coming movie, were going to, was going to play a an employee of a pet store. He offered to work for, he offered to work for him for free just to research the role. They turned him down because actors are flaky. Any guess who that was? That was Sylvester Stallone for Rocky. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Yeah. I mean it's really some you know a lot of it a lot of it I mean exactly what what Stephanie said but some of it is just you know you have it. I mean, it's, it's, it's something you can't describe. You you have it. Again, Bruce Lee had it as a martial artist. As on screen, he had it. Whatever that it is. And that's why right. I told you. Some some of the things are, are are innate that you can't really put your finger on it. Because there's, there's some people who train all their lives, you know, and and, uh, and some people who don't. I mean, go back to, and again, this is, you know, way, 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 way back before all our times. But I remember, I was—I remember even to this day, I have my my DVDs, my Shirley Temple DVDs. That little girl had no acting training, but on camera, she was so wonderful to watch. So so wow, you know. And but but you know, having said that, that's like the one percent, the point zero zero one percent who who have that go on and not train and just do it. But the rest, you have to right. train, you have to live it every day. You know, uh, but, but exactly what Stephanie said in the sense that you can't. I mean, a lot of Jerry was a hundred. I worked with Jerry and, and I trained a little with him. He's a he was phenomenal. I loved him to death. He was no nonsense, just straight, no bullshit. <laughs> There's no way that that a, a martial artist could have taken that role and made it. You know uh, what it was up in the movie Dragon because you're right. It is you know, and, and Stephanie, I'm not lying to you when I say that Stephanie, Nina, and I, and I speak. For, for everyone there, well, them too, because they, you know, Nina's a little more trained. She had more boxing experience, and she did that Wonder Woman short, so she had some training. 
but Stephanie came from, you know, from being very athletic, a dancer, and, you know, just in great, great shape overall. And mm-hmm. I was putting together fights in, like, five minutes. She had to learn them in five, ten minutes and make them strong. I mean, I was not taking it easy, as she could tell you. I, I love her, but, I mean, I was, I was, bam, yelling. I was, go, go do it. No, come on. You know, <laughs> really pushing, pushing, you know. Because, you know, I, I, made, the mistake, I made the mistake once years ago. <laughs> One of my first, I was a little overweight. And I, and I, you know, uh, it was a fight film, so I had to take off my shirt. And um, nobody told me. Nobody said, Art, you look fat. You know, they said, oh, it looks fine. I see the film. It's like, to this day, I'm not going to tell you the film, but it's disgusting to me. It's like, holy shit, why didn't anybody tell me? I would have I told you. I would have said, hey, you look fat. <laughs> I'm just the way I am. <laughs> with Don Wilson, when I first started working with Don, true story, <laughs> is that, as, you know, I started working with the guy. And, and he's, number one, uh, I love we're brothers. We're, we're family, you know, we go back 20 years. It's almost 30 songs we've done together. But one of the things, and, and he could tell you, I mean, he used to wear these jeans that were all, like, at the hip. And so even, even though Don is very lean, great shape, when he would lean over to do side kicks or anything like that, you'd see little flaps coming over. And that was such a pet team of mine. It's like, Don, you know, you look flabby. Why don't you have them get your pants or just you do the Bruce Lee thing, you know, right above the, the butt and the belly button. And it tightens you up. Even though you're not studying, you guys in better shape than 97 people out there. And so I wanted to take care of him. That's why him and I got along so well, because not only was I his choreographer and then eventually his director, but I took care of his looks. I would tell him, you know, sometimes he'd make face, some direction, and I remember, <clears throat> some direction would tell him, well, give me this face or give me that face. When I would work mm-hmm. with him, I'd say, Don, this is, I would put him in the mindset of the intensity that we needed, as opposed mm-hmm. to give me on the super, on the surface, give me a look, you know? And uh, and that's what it is. To me, the, it, I eat, even breathe this stuff. Some people think that, you know, when I see all these fight films, um, you think that, okay, the guy's punching, kicking, punching, kicking. You know what? That's the least of my concerns. What am, what am I saying? What am I, again, going back to Bruce Lee, what is the emotional content of this move? What is mm-hmm. the story I'm telling in this, in this fight scene? What, what am I punching and kicking and punching? It's, a lot of people think that's what fight choreography is. To me, it's, it mm-hmm. transcends fighting. It's more dance and music. That's why Stephanie yep. got along so great, right? Because it, <laughs> yes. it, was, it was a rhythm. Mm-hmm. It was an intense rhythm, you know? And that's what it is to me. It's music and dancing. And that's what the first thing I tell people when I'm teaching in seminars is like, guys, you know what? You're, you're badasses. You're fighting all this But that's going to look like shit. So let's, 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 mm-hmm. let's make it music. Let's get a rhythm going. Let's get a rhythm going so we can really, and that's what Bruce Lee was about to me. He was about mm-hmm. music, rhythm, and explosiveness. You know, that relaxed thing, that JKD thing was just the, from, a, from a totally relaxed state to an explosive one. That's mm-hmm. how deep I take the fight stuff. It isn't about the kicking and punching and, and you know, fancy flips. All, those look cool. Don't get me wrong. Pepper your fights with that stuff, but make a fight mm-hmm. exciting and dynamic. That's more important mm-hmm. than all the other stuff, you know. You know. Right. I'm glad but, you well, mentioned awesome. that. I'm so glad you both mentioned that because I don't know how many martial artists that I've met that think that they're the need of shits and sliced bread and think, you know what, I'm the next action star, but I just don't have shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really? You know, that that are people that watch, you know, pro wrestling and think they can be the next, you know, great pro wrestling star, you know? And it's like, oh, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I've been <laughs> I've been so blessed to to work with some of the uh, 
you know, some great actors. And in terms of martial arts, from, you know, Rudy Stevens at all, or even a, a friend of mine, Rampage Jackson, who's a phenomenal, he was a phenomenal fighter oh, very when he was cool. fighting. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. then, then I put him in his, I put him in his first fight film. So I was, I was, I was kind of teaching him how to do movie fights. And he was great. He was the nicest guy to work with, Fabiano Ija. Goldberg, who's a pro wrestler, phenomenal to work mm-hmm. with. You know, I, I, I've been—I I tell you, I've worked with a lot of people on so many different levels, and uh, and 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 it has—I tell you, you know, you're right. I get that all the time. I even even I'm always fielding messages, or or when people see me somewhere, they they think they can impress me with this kick or yeah. that kick. Yeah, it's kind of cool, kind of cool. But it, that's why I tell people, and it sounds—that's why I told you—it sounds kind of greedy, but it isn't greedy. It's like. How much money can you make for me? You know, that's that's, yeah. that's that's basically I work not because they love my pretty blue eyes, but I make people money by making good films that are commercial. Right. So my, my question to people is, how can you? How are you going to put money in my pocket? You know exactly. And 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 a lot of times I want people vested. That's one of the reasons I do these workshops. This is the money. I mean, I make my money off of movies, but it's the vested. Are you willing to invest in your own future? Oh no no no! I, I deserve. It. I, I'm good right now. Okay, great. Do your own movie then. Don't come around mm-hmm. me unless you're, and this is what I tell people all the time, unless you're a professional stuntman that I've worked with or come highly recommended by the top people in Hollywood as as a stuntman or martial artist, or you've, you've gone to my seminars and I know you, I can't hire you. This is not a hobby right. for me. This is my livelihood. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, and if you want to go, yeah. You know, if you want to go, go to a seminar. Go to my commercial mm-hmm. seminar if you want to be in film. If not, don't, don't. You know, cool, cool, I love you. Show me your kids, love it, but I don't have time for you. you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think a serious. lot of people, for, yeah, I think a lot of people forget, though, that you know that the producers and the directors and all the staff, you know, it, you know, it's their livelihood. And a lot of times when people go, oh hey, and they try to impress you, that they're thinking about themselves. You know, I want to be the next action yeah. star. Thinking right, and they don't yeah, think about absolutely. well. Art needs to make the money, so I make the money. And if I all I can do is kick, but my acting sucks, then that's not going to get our <laughs> money, and I ain't getting paid. No. They don't, they don't, they don't think about it that way, and that's that's unfortunate. It's the, uh, you know, if so, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> isn't it? But you know, like, and, and, and it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. But a lot of these guys, that's why I told you I was so impressed with with you know Jamie Cashin, right? You guys know Jamie, and obviously Robert. Kevin Brooke, Eric Coblet. Oh yeah, I, I heard you almost made Jamie cry. <laughs> I kissed him afterwards, okay? I kissed him afterwards, so <laughs> everybody thinks I can do it and then when they were in the moment, they ended up looking really good. You're gonna see them in the film, but it they they were they were I, I pushed them. I pushed and I pushed and then Stephanie knows how hard I can push you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and it was yep. so funny because these guys they did it, and they looked good, but they were like, oh, my God, I had no idea. No idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the one who takes it serious is, I don't know if you guys know Eric Kovaleski, who's a, mm-hmm. a great, great guy. Number one, number one, he's very humble and a good person. Number two, he's very talented in martial arts. And number three, which is equally important to being a good person, is that he really, really is pretty good at reactions and stuff like that. And, and wow, wow, definitely uh, he's a person that I would continue working with. But I'm telling you, it's a it's a shock to people when they see when they see what really takes the skill set. It really takes just like I mean, I can't do it with with Stephanie. That she's she's a great actress, and that's why she really. I was very blessed. And again, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen on the nominations. But but I've seen some of the stuff, and I think you know we we stand a good shot. I don't. You oh, know, she we're, is, we're she's we're a really good actress. Yes. 
you know, not yeah. not to be like you know um, uh, conceited, but as long as we win best director and best actress, I think we're good. But you know, you know what? I'm gonna change some things because R keeps t saying about the pushing, right? And um, so I was standing in some of the scenes, and then he was pushing harder. He was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna push you guys." Blah, blah, blah. And I don't think some of the stunt guys were um, getting his, his instructions, so they went and actually pushed me. So I think that has uh -huh. to change art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I was like, I don't think that, that, that's what art is, is, is meaning by saying, you know, push harder. Or, <laughs> but they were just pushing me around. I felt like a rag doll. It was not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So I hear he's like, like Patton. He, you know, Patton used to slap kids around. I think that's hard. You don't get it, you're <laughs> going to get slapped. Right. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> I told you, at that moment in time, I'm kidding you not. I mean, somebody once said that Art Camacho, when he gets in the Art Camacho mode, he's six foot five. You know, because mm -hmm. I really, I swear to you, I've had situations where I go up to the toughest guy, whatever, I don't care. It's, just, it's not even a thinking process, but I'm there. I'm there because my, my attitude mm -hmm. becomes like, you know what? You probably kick my butt, but I'll come back with a two-by-four. I'll shoot you. I'll bite you. I'll pull your ears <laughs> off. You, know, you better get this thing right. <laughs> right. Afterwards. But, you know, it, it, you know, it's not abusive because I've had people who are abusive and fire them, but it's at that moment. It's that intensity. And then definitely what happens immediately afterwards, everything, everything's laughing and joking. I'm like, you know, you know, one moment, yeah. to be honest with you, we were, we were in a very intense scene and despite there was 40 people around, people flying, blah, blah, I had so much intensity, and things were screwing up when I took over. And I was going, going, going. And I mean, literally, we did probably six hours worth of work in 45 minutes, you know, because we were yeah. pushing so hard. And then I saw that everybody was starting to get too tense. The whole room, the tension was so high that I just yelled, God, stop. I told everybody, stop, stop, stop what you're doing. And then I looked mm -hmm. over at the guy who was looking at the monitor, and I said, I called him, and I said, Jacob. He goes, yes, sir, what do you, what do you need? And I said, put the, Carmen, bring the camera here. And, and, and I, she bring the camera. Everybody's like, holy shit, he's pissed. She turned the camera on me, and I asked Jacob, how does my hair look? Is it okay? Well, yeah, yeah, but this one's out of place. It came over there, fixed my hair, then I said, okay, let's continue. You got to look good doing it, you know? <laughs> the, the moral of the story <laughs> is to break the tension. Immediately, everybody yeah. started laughing and just kind of relaxed. It brought oh, me down. Well, Art, we do have to wrap it up. Can you talk a little bit about the premiere, time, date, location, so we can wrap it up? And if, and if anybody has yes. any questions, how they can get a hold of you? Please. Yeah, they, they can they can reach me through Facebook, and, and, and Stephanie can tell you more about the information. She knows more about it than I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell us about the premiere coming up Friday. All right, yes, so it's September 25th at 7 p.m. at the Quicorian Theater. That's... Uh, 410 South Maryville Avenue, uh, Monrovia, California, 91016. And you can get your tickets at the AFFest.com. Just look for the chemist and, and uh, purchase the ticket. It's $10, which is an amazing price. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll get to, to hang out with the amazing director, Art Camacho. That's actually why I'm going, <laughs> not to see the movie. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm going. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, right on. Be, be the next film. There you go. Be, be, she's going to get her next job with me. 
She already got it. Yes, I do. I do. I, I have to work for it. So I mean, we, I have right to keep on. myself, in, you know. So yeah, go and, and there you go. And you can you can find us on on Facebook, um, Art Camacho and Stephanie Gerard, and uh, we're all friends on Facebook with you guys too. So it's perfect, mm -hmm. Robert. And yes, we are. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. We'll share oh. more information about the premiere on our mutual Facebook pages, and let's uh, we'll get a crowd going for you guys. <laughs> well, awesome. I'll, see I'll see you on I'll see you Stephanie Friday night. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Thank you so much right. for joining Thank us. You. you guys have a great rest of the weekend. All right, everyone. Thanks. Stay tuned right. for next week. Next week we will have actress Michelle Tomlinson joining us. So see everyone next week. Bye bye now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.